If you're loving the Bible Brief, will you take just a moment to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify? We're having hundreds of people every week try out the show, and we want you to help even more discover the Bible Brief. Potential listeners depend upon your reviews to learn why they should listen. So will you do us a favor? Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Join the cause to help the world learn the life-changing story and message of the Bible. Lions? Leopards? Bears? Oh my! Today we're digging a bit more into what God tells the prophet Daniel concerning the future of the world. You're listening to The Bible Brief. So, now the people are in exile in a foreign land. Disobeying God over and over again, despite His amazing deliverance, finally resulted in judgment on the nation. They would be foreigners in a foreign land, the land of Babylon. Over a few decades, as the Babylonians conquered the kingdom of Judah, the people were continually relocated, and many of the people were shipped to cities in and around Babylon to resettle there. As was common in those days, when an empire conquered a territory, they would often relocate the conquered peoples to decrease the chances of a unified regional rebellion. Additionally, empires were concerned with cultural assimilation and they wanted the conquered people to lose their native cultures in order to adopt the culture of their new imperial overlords. For much of the kingdom of Judah, this was the case, and they were removed from the land of Canaan, that land long ago promised to Abraham. Among these people was a prophet named Daniel, and in our 10-step run through the Bible, we spent an episode on the prophet Daniel. We had a special focus on the prophecy expressing the specific timing for the coming of Messiah this king that we've been so eagerly anticipating in the Bible story so far. Today, we're going to focus on a bit different part of Daniel that tells us a lot about history and a lot about God's plan for the nation of Israel and for the world going forward from here. If you'll recall, Daniel was elevated in the palace of the king of Babylon. This king's name was Nebuchadnezzar, and Daniel was elevated along with his three other Jewish friends. While he was encouraged many times to disobey God, he remained steadfast and God delivered him from many attempts on his life and the lives of his friends. Daniel is a wonderful picture for us of what faithfulness to God looks like when living in a foreign land. The customs may be different, the diet may be different, the gods may be different, but faithfulness looks like following the true God no matter the cost, and not bowing the knee despite the pressure of the new surroundings and culture. Now, God did not only preserve Daniel, But through Daniel, he expressed something that would give the nation hope through the 70 years of their exile and beyond. God reveals significant events that we're about to unfold, and he revealed more of his plan for the world generally. In our introductory episodes to the Bible Brief, we mentioned that God is all-knowing or omniscient, and God's omniscience or all-knowingness means that he knows the future as well, which should be a comfort to us who are certainly not all-knowing. The future can be an anxiety-producing concept to us, but not to God. He sees the end from the beginning, and He can see every way that He's working out His plans to weave the beautiful story of salvation together. It's a gift to us that He gives us a view every now and again through the Scriptures at what's going to happen in the future. Okay, so we're going to focus today on what Daniel tells us about the future. 
And the whole book of Daniel, being a single composition, is needed to give us understanding of what's being said. We need to read the whole book. Prophecy is often seemingly obscure in language, but we can learn a lot despite what may seem weird on a first reading. An example is the vision of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon that we went through on our run through the Bible. Maybe you remember. This dream involves a big statue made of different metals that's destroyed by a stone that strikes the feet of the statue. The stone then becomes a mountain that fills the whole world. And Daniel, with God's help, interprets the dream for King Nebuchadnezzar. And we're going to actually focus in on this dream a little bit more and add some details about what happened in the dream because we're going to use this as a jumping-off point for the rest of this episode. So, let's add a little detail to the king's dream. In his dream, Nebuchadnezzar saw a statue with a gold head, chest and arms of silver, middle and thighs of bronze, legs of iron, and feet that were part iron and part clay. In this image, this statue was destroyed by a stone, and wind carried away all the materials, leaving just the stone that then becomes a mountain, that then fills the whole earth. Quite an odd dream. And yet God presents Daniel with this interpretation. Daniel says this to Nebuchadnezzar, You are the head of gold. Another kingdom inferior to you shall rise after you, and yet a third kingdom of bronze which shall rule over the earth. And there shall be a fourth kingdom, strong as iron, because iron breaks to pieces and shatters all things. And like iron that crushes, it shall break and crush all these. And as you saw the feet and toes, partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, it shall be a divided kingdom. But some of the firmness of iron shall be in it, just as you saw the iron mixed with the soft clay. And as the toes of the feet were partly iron and partly clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly brittle. As you saw the iron mixed with soft clay, so they will mix with one another in marriage, but they will not hold together, just as iron does not mix with clay. And in the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, nor shall the kingdom be left to another people. It shall break in pieces all these kingdoms and bring them to an end, and it shall stand forever. Now the interpretation that Daniel provides Nebuchadnezzar gives us some very interesting information about the future. Apparently, when Daniel said this, he was looking at the Babylonian kingdom, followed by a silver kingdom, a bronze kingdom, and an iron kingdom that somehow divided and mixed with clay, each of these being destroyed by God's kingdom of stone. Five kingdoms, four on the statue starting with Babylon, and the fifth is the kingdom of God that destroys all the other kingdoms. Well, needless to say, Nebuchadnezzar is impressed with the Jewish dream interpreter, And Nebuchadnezzar promotes Daniel as he gives glory to the God of Daniel for knowing the interpretation of the dream. Then many years pass as Judah's in exile. And then Daniel has a dream. Daniel ends up having a dream that's related to this dream that Nebuchadnezzar has. This dream of the statue. But Daniel's dream's a bit different. In Daniel's dream, he sees four beasts coming up out of the sea. One is like a lion with eagle's wings. The second is like a bear. The third is like a leopard with four wings on its back. And the fourth was a beast with ten horns and iron teeth. Further, during the vision of the fourth beast, one of the horns ends up having the, quote, eyes of a man and mouth speaking great things. And then suddenly the dream shifts 
Suddenly there are thrones and fire, and one called the Ancient of Days, who takes his seat and then swiftly defeats this final beast. Finally, Daniel says that he saw one like the Son of Man, who is given dominion and glory and a kingdom, that all the nations and languages should serve him, and his kingdom shall not be destroyed. Okay, now I don't want you to get discouraged here, because it's easy to throw your hands up with all this stuff and say, well, I just don't get it. Skip over the book of Daniel and then just keep going. But don't, because one of the principles of learning the Bible is this. When you're confused, keep reading. So that's what we're going to do. After this vision, an angel actually interprets it for Daniel. And you should see some connections here with Nebuchadnezzar's statue dream. Let's listen. This is Daniel talking about what the angel told him. So he told me and made known to me their interpretation of the things. These four great beasts are four kings who shall rise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, forever and ever. Then I, Daniel, desired to know the truth about the fourth beast, which was different from all the rest, exceedingly terrifying with its teeth of iron and claws of bronze. And the angel said to me, As for the fourth beast, there shall be a fourth kingdom on earth, which shall be different from all the kingdoms, and it shall devour the whole earth and trample it down and break it into pieces. As for the ten horns, out of this kingdom ten kings shall rise, and another shall rise after them, and he shall be different from the former ones, and he shall put down three kings. He shall speak with words against the Most High, and he shall wear out the saints of the Most High and shall think to change the times and the law. And they shall be given into his hand, for a time, times, and half a time. But the court shall sit in judgment, and his dominion shall be taken away to be consumed and destroyed in the end. And the kingdom, and the dominion, and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High. His kingdom shall be an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Now, the explanation might not be as detailed as you hoped, but it certainly helps us to understand what the beasts represent, what the horns represent, and other tidbits that help us piece things together. Both Nebuchadnezzar's dream and Daniel's dream help us to understand the future of the world from Daniel's standpoint at around 580 BC. We know from these visions that starting with Babylon, there will be four kingdoms followed by a fifth kingdom the kingdom of God that destroys the kingdoms of this world as it is set up under God as king. And the kingdoms referenced here can be identified as they've come up through history. These four kingdoms aren't just kingdoms that no one knows of. These are kingdoms that have actually existed. The first one was the Babylonian Empire. This was followed by the second kingdom, which is the Medo-Persian Empire. The Medo-Persian Empire is followed by the third kingdom, which is the Greek Empire that famously conquered the world as it was led by Alexander the Great. And finally, the fourth empire is the Roman Empire, who defeated the Greek Empire just before our calendars switched from B.C. to A.D. You might think this is a stretch, but these prophecies, including others in the book of Daniel that we haven't even mentioned, show in remarkable detail the kingdoms that were going to follow after Daniel. So much detail that the kingdom's characteristics are readily identifiable in history. God was giving a preview of what was to come for the world, what was going to happen among the kingdoms of the world. For a hopeless nation in exile, God was giving hope. 
God's kingdom would be supreme in the end, but there would be some major epics in world history before that would take place. God is and always has been king, but it will be after these four kingdoms that he will truly assert his rule. Subordinate sovereignty was granted to these four kingdoms for a time, but God's overarching sovereignty would ultimately remove each of them from rule. Now, conspicuously missing from this episode is much discussion about the fifth kingdom, God's kingdom. Since we're past the Roman Empire, are we living in it now? Are we still waiting on the kingdom of God? Stick with us. On our next episode, we're doing part two on Daniel as we look forward to the kingdom of God on earth. Thanks for tuning in to The Bible Brief. Are you enjoying the podcast? Leave us a five-star review on your podcast app. It will help people discover the Bible brief and be exposed to the life-changing story and message of the Bible. Thank you for helping us grow. Copyright Bible Literacy Foundation 2022.